Welcome to the Whistleway Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group, and I am joined by... Hey, I'm Nick Palm. I am the team lead for the uh, central region here at Whistle Realty Group. That's going to be a lot of stuff to put on a business card. It is. It is. Yeah, you got to have it, a cool acronym. Well, it's that's why they're double-sided. So it just wraps around. <laughs> it's, it's like an infinity loop of uh, my information. So Nick has been on the team for quite a while now, yeah. uh, was an agent has taken a role in the leadership uh, aspect of it, helping teach our agents some more uh, detailed hands-on sales skills. Is that correct? Yeah, agent wrangling. Yeah, <laughs> cat herding. We call it all. Um, but, it's great. But the the position you've been come hired to fill mm-hmm. is really, again, more of that hands-on, one-on-one yeah. um, role with our agents, utilizing uh, not only your experience as a past agent, but mm-hmm. your uh your skill or superpower of of seeing um, where people, and this is, I think, what makes you really great, is seeing where the deficiencies lie mm-hmm. and finding solutions. Whether yeah. you know them by yourself or knowing who to reach out to, filling those gaps and finding those deficiencies. Totally. And it's it's it sounds so simple, but what agents a lot of time need most is just somebody to throw an idea by. Yeah, and just having that extra set of ears to listen to and to work something out with is is so key. And you being, what's great is you're that extra set of ears for dozens of agents, Mm -hmm. and so you're going to hear the same things over and over and over again, and you're able to kind of consolidate that knowledge and share that out. So today we're going to talk a little bit about being a buyer's agent. Yeah, how to how to be successful, especially in in changing markets and getting offers accepted. Again, things are a little bit changing now um, in terms of where things were super um, competitive before. Right now, we have a little bit different conversation. But before we get into that, if you guys like the show, if you guys are getting value out of it, if you're listening on a podcast platform and would like to share the love, uh, we put our, our time, energy, effort into this to make sure we uh, put out content that is valuable to you as an agent. If you get value, please let us know. Please uh, write a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Um, a couple minutes there helps us a lot. And uh, quite frankly, frankly, uh, shows Kyle that it's worth it and lets us keep making cool podcasts each week. I thought um, you were going to get straight into like, smash the like and subscribe button. Oh, speaking of which, if you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, hit the little bell to get notified of future episodes. We've got a huge backlog of content from uh, years of team meetings that we've done as well as our script battle that we've done. Right now we're in a, uh, the bottleneck is myself in terms of distributing this content. And so we're working on getting our team trained up to help distribute it as well. So if you guys want to see a ton of content to help you become a better real estate agent, to know exactly what uh, kind of we're talking to our teams about, uh, go ahead and, and hit that notification bell. You're crushing it, man. It's, it's You guys are like a, a DIY record label from the 90s. Thanks. It's awesome. Uh, you're like a low-tech, low-tech radio station from the 90s. Thank you. It was um, a compliment. It wasn't. And then finally, uh, if you want to go even deeper, obviously you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn, you want to grow. We have a massive library of um, resources in our Facebook groups, our YouTube channel, uh, in our newsletter, all at thewhistleway.com. So if you go to thewhistleway.com, you'll see those. You'll see ways to ask questions that we will answer on the show. You'll also see information about our uh, online courses where we teach you 
hands-on what kind of what we've done with video in the past. That's our Media Mayor Mastermind course. And finally, um, the ability to join our outbound referral network. It's not exclusive, um, but this allows us to have a list of names of agents and contact around the country to where if we have a client moving somewhere that we don't have um, currently listed in our EXP network, we know a good way to reach out rather than just searching the internet. We have your contact information, you can reach out. Um, all of that is on thewhistleway.com. I think that was all of it. I'm happy with that. That being said, let's get into the meat, followed by the potatoes of this show, um, about being a, a successful buyer's agent and getting yeah. offers accepted. Yeah, right on. Well, I, I, you know, to start off with, I think, you know, jumping into real estate and especially on our team, the majority of our newer agents are first time agents and new to the industry as a whole. And when you start new to the industry as a whole, I think the common progression is to start as a buyer's agent, which makes perfect sense. So what we really want to do is set agents up to be as successful as they possibly can be as buyer's agents uh, and get their feet wet and uh, hopefully transition really smoothly into being one of the better listing agents out there. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, what it all comes down to is rapport with the listing agent when you're working with a buyer's agent. As a buyer's agent. Um, so you do that by basically cold emailing, right? Cold emailing, <laughs> no subject line. No. no, And just offers. Yes. 30, 40, 50 uh, attachments, more the better. Exactly. You're basically cold calling for offers. Yeah. No. It, uh, I mean, do you, do you want to jump right into that? Should we jump right into yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about how to get offers accepted. And yeah. I'm glad you started with that and not with a tech solution or an email template, which I think we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope we do because yeah. I think that's important. But we are in a people business. Yeah. And and it's not just uh, our clients. It's, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today. Real estate agents are salespeople. Yes. Usually that when we think about that, you got to sell um, the house, mm -hmm. right? You got to sell the listing agent that, you, mm -hmm. that you're the right person. You also have to sell your client that you're the like. Yeah. It's so... I've always thought about it as one, like I am selling you for this one thing. Right. But it's really circular. you got to sell yeah. everyone around you um, to really help, to be able to help them. Yeah, it's it's totally multidirectional. I mean, you're, you're, there's so much more than just a, a person on a property. It's, yeah. it's a, a million different directions that you're going in when you're, when you're selling, not just yourself, but your clients, your, every, every single aspect of this industry. Um, so step number yeah, one is step number one, I mean, whether or not the market is super hot for buyers, super cold for buyers, it's a buyer's market, it's a seller's market, the most important thing you can do. I mean, there could you could literally find a property with no offers on it uh, after a month being on the market. And if you're not building that rapport with the listing agent, you're setting yourself up for failure, whether or not you get your offers accepted. Um, building that rapport up front is going to give you so much leverage, not just to get your offer accepted, but throughout the transaction to the negotiation phase, to the renegotiation phase, and requesting repairs and credits and all those things. Because if you don't have that rapport, you're not going to know how to work with that listing agent. Uh, it's just it's it's so simple, and it's it's incredible how few buyers agents really put in the work to build rapport with the listing agent of the property they're looking at. And the thing that you said that we, we skipped over, it's super important, but is build a rapport to work with mm -hmm. that listing agent. Not against. Not against. No. You're not you're not head to head. No. This this is not me versus you. This is not to see who can win. Yeah. Um right obviously you each are representing your own client. It's a game of chess. Yeah. Nonetheless, but you're not 
nobody should be winning or losing. I, I mean, a win is a successful close of a deal. On right? both sides. Uh, I mean, if if a seller who sells their wants to sell their house sells it, yeah. a buyer who wants to buy a house buys it, yeah. they both have won. Yeah. And so working with, not against, mm-hmm. I think if you have that mindset, that definitely helps making building rapport easy. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a few, as we're talking about this, my initial thought goes to, okay, the agent has their house listed, mm-hmm. uh, house listed for sale. How do I still start building rapport? But there's ways, like that's how people think. But I want to bring it back a step. How do you build rapport with agents, potential listing agents, mm-hmm. before they even have... Because everyone wants to be your friend if you're a listing agent and you have low inventory, right? Yeah. It's very easy to be popular at that point. Yeah, But exactly. how do you build rapport and, and build relationships with agents before they have that house? Before they have the listing? Yeah. I don't know. Networking? <laughs> right? There's, there's so many realtor networking events. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, staying active in the realtor community. Um, I honestly thought you were asking me, like, how do you anticipate they'll get the listing? <laughs> well, you first refer them the listing, <laughs> and then you get your offer accepted. I don't know why you do that. Um, but obviously, like, networking, right? Yeah. I got a great, I got a great set of psychics. I go to them every week and we talk about which agents are going to get listings that no. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, knowing, knowing agents throughout the county and like, I mean, Kyle can attest to this. This is Kyle's strong suit. Like he's been an agent for so long. The guy knows every agent. 70 or 80 years, probably. At least. The guy's 140 years old. It's amazing. Um, (laughs) The fact that he didn't get into it until the 60s is just breathtaking. So obviously networking, right? In person. Mm -hmm. Also online, I think, is, is an, an area that people neglect, yeah. right? Your local real estate Facebook groups. If, exactly. If you're the known person. Like, totally. That's great. Facebook groups, LinkedIn, yep. uh, just being connected uh, in somebody's network in LinkedIn and, and being uh, having a steady stream of content on LinkedIn is just as important of being a resource, not just for clients, but also for other realtors and other agents to show your your, your value in the community mm-hmm. as, as one of the, the top agents in the community. Um, the other thing you mentioned, mm-hmm. and you talked about, as we joked about Kyle, um, you talked about him being, you know, around this industry. We've got uh, quite a few agents that are, that are well experienced on yeah. our team, um, and I don't—I actually mean well experienced. I don't mean they're old. Mm-hmm. We've got some old people too, but we've got some people that are really well experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so being on a team and and utilizing their network, this is something. Again, I know that you you preach. You've talked about. Mm-hmm. But we actually have a channel in, in our communication network yeah. that says, I think it's called Who it's, Knows This Agent. Exactly, Who Knows This Agent. I, yeah. And that's uh, that's so important. I mean, aside from starting that, building that rapport and all the things that kind of go without saying when you're, you know, before you're going to go show a, a property to the, the pre-showing phone call and text message to post-showing thank you phone call and text message to all those things where you're constantly staying on, uh, on the forefront of the communication line with that listing agent. Um, once you're ready to put in an offer, use your resources, go to every agent, you know, and you're lucky, you know, we're lucky here being on a team. We can go to a, a, our large group of agents and admin and Kyle and people that have just been in the industry and say, literally, you know, put a name and a photo up in the Slack channel and say, who knows this agent? And there's a very good chance. I mean, I haven't checked our success rate with that, but I'd say at least 60% of the time, someone on our team responds and says yeah i know the guy or yeah let, let's let's see what we can do um literally someone i'm trying to find it right now was but in our uh core value shout outs was that, literally like that was me oh uh, was it you 
No, uh, it, was, it was Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy, shout out to Nick for putting in a good word with me for an offer I submitted, yeah. which we just got accepted. Yeah, I, it was it was an agent that he that I had closed a deal with back in February. Um, I was representing a buyer, and I built a good rapport with him, and he was very easy to work with. And we closed the deal, and neither of us wanted to kill each other. And it was great. It was one of those amazing real estate moments. And uh, when Jeremy posted, who knows this agent, I literally just said, yeah, what's up? He sent me a direct message and said, hey, we're about to put an offer on this property. This is the price. We're going to use an FHA loan. And I said, cool. I'll just send him a message. I reached out. I said, hey, hope you guys are doing well. Just want to let you know an agent on my team is going to be putting in an offer. Just want to let you know if so-and-so price point is going to be competitive enough. And when that agent gave Jeremy, agent on our team, zero information and left him, you know, submitting a blind offer, he went back to me and said, yeah, that's really competitive. Like all capital, all caps letters, <laughs> that's definitely really competitive. I think Jeremy dropping by 20 grand, let's go. <laughs> and I just said back, you know, to Jeremy, I sent him a screenshot of that text conversation that went back and forth. He's like, Nick, thank you. That's amazing. That's more than I got. So he could, you know, go to bed that night feeling that he submitted a, a competitive offer. And two days later, today, he came up to me and said, "Hey, we got, we're in escrow, we've got an offer accepted." So it's 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 so simple yet so, I, I mean, you know, my message might or might not have gotten the offer accepted, but I also put in a couple winky faces like, "Hey, remember how smooth our escrow was? This guy's way better than me." <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> said that. I said, "If you thought I was good." <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you meet Jeremy. Oh, that's and, funny. And uh, you know, I, I'd like to say that that is that's why it happened, but it, realistically, he put in a solid offer. But that extra level of communication might have helped. Uh, you know, reminded that listing agent like, oh yeah, I did a deal with Whistle and, and his team. Like, yeah, that was a really good you know experience. Let's let's do that again. And could was able to convince his client, the seller, to go with us. And so before I move on to the next one, I just yeah. want to say something because. I mean, I realize now we should have done a podcast on building rapport, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a little bummed we didn't, but that's fine. It's okay. Um, I, but kind of reiterating what you said, I wrote when, when, I, when I want to talk to you about building rapport mm-hmm. before, right? Networking, yeah. utilizing your team yeah. during, right? You talked, to, you, you mentioned it, and yeah. I don't want to get into it. Let's uh, let's dial in on the rapport. Do you want to do the whole let's thing? Let's do on it. Rapport? Let's talk about rapport because it's so important. All right. Well, we, we, it's rapportant. <laughs> um, we can edit that in post. Okay. No, we're not. Nope. That's, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're going to go all in on rapport because yeah. I think I think this is a huge part about getting offers accepted, yeah. right? And before we dive in mm-hmm. completely, right, like we can talk and, and maybe we, we touch on this, right? Mm-hmm. We utilize High Note to get our offers accepted yeah. um, to really kind of showcase some cool stuff. Yeah. That'll be another episode. Um, but I think this is probably a part that people don't, that pro- people probably skip most often. Is, is the, the effort of building this rapport. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not saying that everyone skips it, but I, I'd say that it's it's one of the more half-assed aspects of, if I could say that. Can yeah. I, okay. Aspects of the offer well, submission is, process. Is, no is this a podcast? kids only? This is, yeah. this, is go, this is like being... <laughs> Tom, you can change that, right? He totally fucked up. So <laughs> we'll get that fixed. Um, shit. What are we going to do? Uh, these fucking preschool kids are going to flip their... Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, we can't use the word preschool. Come on. All right, so let's keep going. Half-assed. That's what's going to cause a red flag on YouTube. <laughs> can't say preschool on a podcast. That's true. Um, so, yeah, so uh, caught off track there. All um, right, so before we talked about building rapport, exactly. before the agent even yeah, has the listing. It's, it's so often forgotten yep. to, to, to do by an agent. And 
I know we've all been in that situation with clients as, as buyers agents where you have, uh, especially in the market that we're, we've just been in and still are in, where you've got these desperate buyers seeing eight, 10 properties in a day and wanting to put offers on six or seven of them. You putting seven offers in on a property in a day, yeah, you're not going to take the time and the care to reach out and build rapport with seven or eight agents. That's, that's, it's, it's not impossible, but it's, it's mind-numbingly hard to yeah. do to, yeah. to wait it's it's a time waster yeah to, to, to build actual true rapport you yes. can't automate it you can't be like right hey, hey insert agent name here yeah it was great seeing you at property like you gotta, yeah. you gotta put some effort into so it so you're absolute i mean i've been in that situation with a client just, i'm like no we're not we can't put in eight offers like it's just it's no we gotta put in 10 <laughs> so you're just you're losing steam when you do that so pick your battles Find those properties that seem like they're going to be the the best fit for your client, if that's the case. But realistically, look, you're going to be working with a client that wants to see one property and wants to put an offer on one property. Like, let's just hope, let's just take that scenario, okay? So the, the standard agent is going to book the showing the standard way, you know, text message or showing time. And probably after they see the property, they're not going to reach out to the listing agent because they're more focused to see if the... Uh, their client is interested in putting in an offer. So right there, they miss a really important part, and that is to immediately reach out to the listing agent, letting them know that you're out of that property, and compliment the shit out of it. Just, oh, man, that your staging looked so great. Hey, can you send me your stager's number in case I need that down the road? Wow, what a great showing property. I mean, a little less corny than that. Little less corny. Um, <laughs> this is so good. I'm gonna put you in the newspaper. <laughs> can I? Can I put the photo of of you, these this house in my house? But honestly, it's it sounds so silly. But complimenting a listing agent on something that they did on their property, it's it, it's it's gonna sound terrible. But a, a, agents are such simple creatures. And we ego all are driven. Ego driven. And if you give an agent a compliment on something that doesn't seem like a big deal, it's gonna go so far. You know, that's something I've never thought of. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to go a different way with this feedback uh -huh. um, because it's important to know the positives and negatives. Yeah. And I think you're probably going to get to that. Um, but it's something I've never thought about. Yeah. But literally, it's like... It's not going to work with every agent. No. There's, there's a lot of gruff old agents that you do something like that to and they tell you to go kick rocks. Yeah. You're going to send an offer or not. But I mean, like, <laughs> the house showed well or, yeah. hey, kudos to your clients because, you know... They really cleaned up or, you know, yeah. I only stepped in two piles of dog shit yeah. walking in the back. Like, but yet even property photos look phenomenal. Yeah. The description, the square footage was correct. Like you right. can find something, right? Or just some like, hey, what a great listing. Like congratulations on the listing. This is one of those good ones. Yeah. <laughs> for, for someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the great listing. The house showed great. It was really clean. Thanks again for the opportunity to just show it. I'll keep you posted if we decide to put in an offer. Cool. I Simple like that. as that. You could just do that in a text message. I'd love to do the phone call as well, but both work. Just letting them know that you had a great time showing that property, you know? And and from there, that's when you go back and focus on your client and see if they put want, want to put in an offer. And that's really easy. It's so that, easy. And that's and it, the, if uh, I'm curious of your answer, I have an opinion, yeah. but if your client doesn't like it, mm -hmm. um they don't want them to put in an offer. Mm -hmm. What's what's best practice? I let them know. Let the I, let, know. I let the agent know because being in their shoes, 
Otherwise, they're going to be sitting thinking that you're coming in with an offer because you've put in that. If you put the time and effort in to build the rapport, you're also kind of building up the anticipation for the listing agent that like, hey, this this sounds like mm -hmm. we might get an offer, especially if we go into a market where they're not getting 20 offers in a weekend. Welcome to today. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday, June 15th. We don't, we don't ever date these. We don't. So thanks. That's going to get flagged on 20, YouTube as well. 2021? <laughs> um, okay, so you let them know. And yeah. how, do you, how do you let them know? Obviously, we know you don't be like, no offer, thanks. No. Right? Shitty house, I lied, thanks. Yeah. Like, how do you communicate it? And, and do you give them the feedback that you would want to know as a totally. agent? Totally. I, you, know, you don't even make them feel bad. I just say, hey, just wanted to give you a heads up, Mike client and I won't be putting an offer on this property. We really loved it, but it just didn't fit their needs. Would you say things like, would you give them feedback like, hey, the colors were a bit too much and, and the freeway, like, would you give them the negative feedback? So I personally don't. I so just think that opens a whole nother can of worms and conversation that I don't need to have with someone. It could build rapport for the future. And, and, and I, there's no nothing wrong with doing that. My thought on that yeah. is, if I'm the listing agent, mm -hmm. that helps me out, right? Totally, totally. Hey, the house looks great. It's just it wasn't in our client's budget. We're looking at some other properties mm -hmm. that that are priced. I wouldn't use the word more, but something like that. Yeah. It helps the listing agent then go to their seller and say, "Told you we're overpriced. This motherfucker. Yeah. I hate this guy, but he told me we're overpriced." Totally, totally. It's that's fuel you can use. Tread lightly, of course, because then you don't want to like, you know, you don't show another them. one of their listings out there or have another client two days later that wants to see it and, and the listing is like, oh, great. It's the guy that critiques the carpet, you know, like, <laughs> which just, I don't want to get into transaction with this guy. If that's what he's doing after he does a showing, who knows what he's going to do it's once fair. I accept their offer. Good point. How, how annoying they're going to be. Um, that's Very. personally why I tread lightly with something like that. If there's if there's a true issue, then sure, I'll, I'll point it out. There's no reason why you shouldn't point it out. Cool. Uh, but, you know, tread lightly. Good. All I can say. Um, okay, so you've texted them. You've shown the house. Yep. You've texted them again. Called them. Called them. Good. Um, what else do you do to build a report? Let, let's say you do want to put an offer. Yeah. You, you're, you've basically said it. There's, there's also a fine line between building rapport and uh, calling an agent way too much and bugging the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. So building rapport is super important. The second you cross that line, they're going to stop wanting to answer your phone calls and deal with you. You don't want to be the needy girlfriend. Exactly. Exactly. So once I think the pre-showing phone call or text message is great, and then the post-showing phone call or text message is great. I usually do one phone call and then text the rest of the time. Once they're ready to put an offer, that's when you call back. That's when you're in that kind of initial negotiating stage. It's like a pre-negotiation. You're going to give them a phone call and see what the what their client is looking for. In addition to any terms that's already listed on the MLS, you, is there anything that we're not seeing that they specifically need? And you're, you'd be surprised how often there's a really quirky term that, I don't know why the hell they didn't put in the MLS, but it should have been in there, and now you have even more fuel to write the cleanest offer, especially if you're competing with other agents on offers. Um, so like rent backs or credits yeah. or, yeah. Exactly. Um, cool. And I, you used a phrase earlier mm -hmm. 
uh, when talking to a client that we talked about with, with Jeremy is, is this price, what did you say? Is this price going to be competitive yeah. enough? Or um, I love that as mm-hmm. well as, again, you're on the same side of that. You're not saying we're going to pay four thirty five and not a dollar over. Right. Like you're not, you're not coming in planting your flag and, and, and puffing your chest out. Yeah. Hey, is this a competitive, is this something your client would like that type of stuff really, again, building rapport, putting yourselves on the same team yeah. makes you a lot more fun to work with. The than, wording's so crucial there yeah. with competitive enough because it's a neutral enough term and you're going to get more of an answer. It's open-ended enough to get a wider range of response as well. And I mean, if you just sub out the word competitive with aggressive, then you're sounding aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, is this offer aggressive enough? Well, especially when you do mad face emoji. Like you're, yeah, you should you stop drawing guns on your purchase agreements. Arm emoji, <laughs> arm emoji. Uh, yeah, it's 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 you know just you don't need to use certain word. Be careful with the wording that you're using. Competitive is a great word for that. I, I love that phrase so much. Mm-hmm. Literally, if you're listening to this and and you don't implement that in your conversation in your vocabulary. Um, I, I think it's a big miss yeah. um, because it's not insulting. Mm-hmm. It's it literally, it could be like, no, that's way under. And you're like, all right. Yeah. But it's also not being like, I know you don't got any other offers, bro. Mm-hmm. We're coming at 435. Take it or leave it. Even if there are no offers on a property, which is going to, we're going to see happen down the road. Yep. You know, like we're going to be seeing a market where you might be coming in a little under asking price. You still want to ask that question. Is that competitive enough? Is that competitive enough for your sellers for your homeowners to not tell me to go kick rocks. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's not always competing against other agents. You're, you're competing with yourself and you're competing with the, the sellers yeah. at the same time. Okay. So what else do you do? So at that point, mm-hmm. so yeah, the pre-negotiation phase, you're trying to yep. get a little bit better idea. You also, this is where it's, it's funny because you're, you're really in a game of chess at this point where they're not showing all their cards. You don't want to show all your cards, but at the same time, I think a lot of agents hurt themselves by not being more transparent, by saying like what price point they were thinking. I don't see any harm in saying like, hey, just want to let you know we're putting in an offer. We ran some comps. I talked to my clients and we're thinking somewhere in the 555 range. Is that going, you could say that right then. Is that going to be competitive enough to get the deal done? You could say that at the beginning. Uh, And you haven't even written an offer yet. It's gonna potentially save you a ton of time by writing a five fifty five offer if you're if the the seller then or the uh, listing agent is like five fifty five, wow that's forty thousand over the second the next highest offer and we were gonna make a decision tonight like great okay we're gonna write it at five twenty five then so we got five thousand over yeah, five thousand thank right. you so yeah absolutely I mean there's there's no harm in putting out a number because that can save you time and. Uh, and even stress when not knowing, you know, putting in a blind offer and then having to wait a day or two to hear back. You're, you're getting as much information up front to them so they can give you information back and you're putting in the strongest, cleanest offer possible. I'm going to I'm gonna recap what we talked about before we end. Sure. We're going a little long, which is okay. fine. I think That's it's fun. great. Um, so building rapport is going to help you get your offers accepted. You're going to yes. be a lot easier to work with. Yeah. It's going to make it a better experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can build it by before they even have the listing by networking, getting to know other agents, yeah. um, utilizing your team, yeah. your brokerage, whatever to to know other agents. Totally. Uh, during doing the 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 pre um, 
the pre-showing phone call or text, mm -hmm. the post-showing the compliment, which I think is amazing, mm -hmm. um, letting them know if they're, you're not going to put in an offer or if you are, mm -hmm. and having that kind of conversation of, is this competitive enough? I yep. love that. And, and what other terms do we need? Yep. Um, and then last thing I want to add, and I'll ask you if you have anything else, mm -hmm. but the way to continue to work with these people mm -hmm. again and again and again or be able to refer it to your team, I think a great way to, to finalize the this whole aspect of building rapport is don't be an asshole, right? It's so simple. Like, so simple. And, and here I, I'm going to preface this with like once you're in a transaction, once you're in escrow, you're not in the market of making friends. You work for your client. Mm -hmm. So if there, if it comes to a, a hard decision, you represent your client first. And if that is going to piss off the listing agent, so be it. You represent your client and you need you have their best interest at heart. And if not, then you're not doing your job and due diligence as an agent. But at the same time, you don't have to be an asshole about it. So, you know, what I'm getting at, case in point, about two months ago, I was working with a client and um, we put in an offer. Sorry, before we put an offer, I made that pre-offer phone call to the listing agent, and I was super friendly. I was, you know, a, a normal, bubbly, outgoing human being without a chip on my shoulder, all right? I made a phone call with a pleasant tone. I said, hey, how's it going? It's Nick Palm with Whistle Realty. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Someone's literally excited to talk to me. I said, hey, look, we want to put in an offer, talk for a few minutes. Any guidance on that? She's like, Nick, I'm going to be honest with you. You're the first agent to call me today that wasn't a complete asshole. The, it was listed at, this is still super competitive market, listed at $7.99. She said, if you can come in at $8.10, I'll get my clients to accept it right now. It's like 11000 over asking in a market where we're talking like 104 to 10% over asking on average. Yeah. She's like, just come in 10, 11,000 over asking. We'll get it done. We ended up beating out other offers that were twenty, thirty thousand dollars over asking because she wanted to work with me. I had never met her before. I've still never met this person face to face, but she wanted to work with me. The relationship is still great with this person. And all I had to do was not be an asshole. It's so simple. And I think the big thing is, again, you talked about once you're in contract, yeah. you are on your client side one hundred percent. Yes. But the fact that you've started you you started at a, a friendly relational yeah. place with the, the agent. Yeah. And once I mean it's it's just like any sports team, any any UFC fight, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they fight in the ring, they hate each other at the end, they hug it out, they kiss. They, they, well, I don't know what shows you're watching. No? But, no. <laughs> I don't um, watch UFC. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm just um and so but like it's easier to get back to that place of like, hey, good job. I respect you. Right, We're doing our jobs. Yeah. But if you start off already hard at it, it's going to be really hard. You're to hurting keep... yourself. Yeah. You're, hurt, you're hurting yourself and your clients. You, your client, you might be super friendly to your clients and you think you have to go at this at listing agents with aggression in this competitive alpha business mode. No, just be a normal, be yourself. Be a normal human being that isn't a jerk to people and you will get more out of it. Imagine that. It's, I I feel silly that we're doing a podcast about how to be 
a normal human and nice to people and how important that is. But if you want to get offers accepted in real estate, be a normal nice human and not an asshole. Is that be a normal nice human.com or dot org? Dot org. Yeah. That's a good app. Yeah. We're um, a nonprofit. They have it on, <laughs> on iOS and Android. Um, obviously kidding. Thank you so much, Nick. Yeah. Uh, we could do this. I mean, I think this is the longest podcast we did today. We did a marathon podcast oh, today. Thank you. Um, it wasn't the best. It was the longest. And <laughs> <laughs> um, if you how not to this, be an asshole with Brian Kochi. <laughs> yeah, it's not All too right. difficult. Um, if you enjoyed this, if you uh, share this with your teammates, share this with your uh, partner, share this. Share this with someone that you've worked with who's been an asshole, <laughs> and maybe maybe help them out by yeah. kind of like a. You don't tell someone they stink, they have bad breath, you just give them a mint. Like, right. give them this mint. Yeah. Um, again, go to thewhistleway.com if you want access to a lot of our stuff where we put out a lot of content, we, we engage. Um, and then again, if, if you like it, please write us a review. Hopefully this was helpful. And uh, if you were listening with kids, we probably should have done a, a language warning. And so maybe <laughs> let us know that up front. But if you've listened to the show before, you know not to listen to it with kids. That is our show, our next portion of the show, the final portion. I would love to meet, like, the six-year-old that loves this show. You know what? <laughs> I can't tell you how many... Like, I, I I, go on and off with Gary V. Yeah. Um, and literally, he's got, like, 11-year-olds that... Like, uh, Gary V, uh, <laughs> when I was in second grade, you said, fuck the whatever, and now I'm I in fourth grade? Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is happening? But to each their own. Um, anyways. Yeah. Transitioning. At this part of the show is our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our business, in our daily lives, to help us have more fun, help us ha- save time, help us be more efficient. Uh, I don't know. just helps us. Mm-hmm. This is something that we use uh, and we would like to share with you. Mm-hmm. I will let you go first. Nick, what is your whistle widget of the week? Mine's going to sound like a lame cop out, but it's my notes app. I mean, I did highlighters before. It's so. my notes app, and I, I, if I didn't have my notes app, if I didn't live without my notes app, I can't talk anymore. But my notes app saves me in all aspects of life. I mean, as a full-time real estate agent, as a father of two and a husband, it's I mean, they're uh, just I forget everything. I forget absolutely everything. If I didn't have that notes app, I would be homeless. Well, I have. I want to kind of not one up, but mm-hmm. one down your your yours. But I'll just kind of add to it, and then I'll give a valuable one. Honestly, I, you've seen I've been taking notes for no no particular reason. No, literally, just... I'm not I'm not going to write anything up. But I love writing notes. It helps me stay engaged. You can't see it on camera, but he just wrote Nick sucks over and over again. It's it's yeah about two hundred times. It's um, a lot of times. And so this is a, this is so dumb. And this is not going to be my widget. But I have this, it's a steno book. I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. But it's a it's a notepad. And the thing that I For really... For journalists. Is that what it is? I think so. The thing that I really like is it has the, uh, what's it called? The spiral binding on yeah. top, not to on the left or the right. So it gives you the full length of, of motion to write. That's going to be great for left-handed people too. I was thinking that as well. Yeah. Um, anyways, I really like this. It's a dumb app or a dumb thing. So I'm not going to use it as my widget, even though I wrote it as a widget of notepad. <laughs> Um, make millions off a steno book app <laughs> oh man that, that's like, and the app they're like but the the spirals are up on <laughs> the top of the phone so they don't um, get in the way the the my widget of the week uh we're gonna utilize um this i don't actually have this particular one but we use one similar that they don't sell anymore we have a a, a little um battery powered turntable 
that we use when we film our episodes highlighting food. Mm -hmm. And so we put the camera looking at the food, and instead of just a 30-second shot of the, the food sitting there, we actually have it spinning around. Um, I'll have Tom put up the link, but I, like I think that. this one even it has like rechargeable batteries, which the one I have uses C batteries, so Ooh. it's like $40 every time I use it, I guess. Um, but I think it's like 20 30 bucks. It's really cool if you're trying to film something, maybe a steno book mm -hmm. to show how cool it is. <laughs> um, that's my widget of the week. Again, it, uh, if you guys want the link to it, I don't have the specific name of it, but go to our podcast uh, or our YouTube channel. It'll be on the notes there, so you can click on that. Is the turntable strong enough to support me? No. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for watching this week's episode <laughs> of This Whistle Way. We will uh, we'll hear from you at our... Damn it, I mess up the ending every time. Thank you so much. Goodbye.